Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turka. So glad each and every one of you have decided to make us a part of your week. We got a good one in store for you this week. We are going to be talking about Halo Reach making its return to the Master Chief Collection and over onto PC. We got some new Destiny content coming out. We have a new Star Wars game show that's coming out if you haven't heard of this. We got a review of The Irishman, the new show Movies That Made Us, and later on we're going to be breaking down the new Black Widow trailer or I guess the first Black Widow trailer if you're going to say that. It's a break it all down with me, as always. My kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? What's up, dude? So we um, we settle a lot of debates on this show. Like, I ask you a question, and it's over and done with. It's never need to be asked again, nope, right? never. So, Die Hard. Christmas oh, movie? Oh, man. Um... <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I I don't. I've never felt like getting involved even in that debate. Like to me, it's just like whatever. The funny I don't thing care. is, the funny thing is, I am the same way. Like I like people want to have arguments about this, <laughs> and I'm just like, number one, why does it matter? Exactly. Uh, but I figured I would throw it out to you to see if you consider it a Christmas movie uh, or not. Maybe. I mean, it's, I, it's, you know what? There's, there's other Christmas movies that I'll watch before <laughs> that. And it's like, just depending on time, you know, time is money. Right. Time is, we only have a limited amount of time. That one probably is not watched around Christmas time. More just for yeah. the reason that we're watching vacation. We're watching home alone. We're watching miracle on 34th street. We right. just watched lady and the tramp is lady and the tramp. Now a Christmas movie. I mean, it always kind of was because she gets Lady for Christmas, but the new one on Disney Plus, that's what my wife said after we watched it. She's like, is this a Christmas movie now? And I was like, See, maybe? the thing is like, I don't know. <laughs> well, like, yeah, Die Hard's not in the normal rotation in my home anyway, and it doesn't sound like it is for yours no. for your, your, your typical rotation of Christmas movies. <clears throat> the thing is like, and I know there's people like slamming on their keys right now, probably sending us an email telling us that it is, but it's not about Christmas. It takes place during the Christmas right. season. Yep. So for some people, that means it's a, a Christmas movie. And mm-hmm. my metric, it's not. It's it, just because the, there's a scene in the first Harry Potter that takes place during Christmas. True. Harry Potter is not a Christmas movie. But you know what? I, I associate like Lord of the Rings Okay. And Harry Potter with Thanksgiving Christmas because of the time they came out. Remember those movies would always release like that okay. time frame. So for me, I almost equate those with Christmas more, I think, than I do Die Hard because it's just that going to see those movies at that time. Right. You know, I I, uh, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. But, but I don't know. I just. Why don't you argue? Why don't you I, debate something more important? Like is a hot dog a sandwich? That's a debate. Or talk about that. Can you put ketchup on a hot dog? Oh, well, yeah. See, some people, again, I, I, slamming the keys. <laughs> some people are saying, like, you cannot put ketchup I, I on know. a hot dog. It, and I'm a, I'm a ketchup on a hot dog type of guy. But I have graduated recently into, I was never a mustard guy when dude, I was a kid. I never was either, man. And I and maybe in the last, like, yep. within the last five or six years, maybe a little do bit more you, than that, maybe in the last decade, I've really turned on Do you do the, the Poupon like, or, or the spreadable <laughs> mustard, or are you more the, like, just straight-up classic yellow, great value Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, it doesn't really matter to me. I do, I don't know if I like the, I don't think I've, I've graduated to mustard, but I haven't made the, I don't have my doctorate with the great Poupon yet. Yeah, I, guess no, I, I don't say. either, man. I'm, yeah. I'm the straight classic yellow, yeah. great value. Like, I don't even need the, what's, like, the brand name that's in the squeeze bottle? Is it? 
does Hellman's? I know I, that's like I know that's mayonnaise, but like, do they make a uh, Hellman's mustard? Yeah, I think Heinz does. Heinz, Heinz yeah, mustard. maybe Heinz. That's what I'm thinking yeah, yeah. of. And you know what else? You know what other condiment I've been turned on to lately? It's relish. I was never a relish oh, fan when I was a kid. And I don't know good. why. Do you like dill or dill or sweet? I like them both. Yeah, they're great. I know. I know. I don't know why. It's just pickles. It's just pickles. Chopped up pickles. I think it's just a name. Just like <laughs> relish is just not like a sexy name for a condiment. So would you say you now relish the relish? Mm. Is that what you say? I do. Nice. I would say that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what's up, everyone? Thank you here for tuning into the podcast. So glad you guys can make us a part of your week. Hopefully your Thanksgiving went well. And uh, hopefully you had um, maybe didn't put mustard or relish on your turkey or whatever it was you had. But uh, hopefully you're filled up and ready to go as we race here into the holiday season. Uh, hopefully Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that. You took advantage of some of those great deals because, man, there were some awesome like gaming deals, even movie deals, electronic deals, awesome stuff. And, and we'll, yeah. we may get to some of that stuff here in the coming weeks here to talk about some of the things we kind of went in on. Uh, but we're not doing that this week. But before we get rolling here, don't forget you can email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com, just like Travis did. And Travis said, thank you. I won your Gamer Goo giveaway a few months ago. Never got a chance to thank you. Cinnamon has to be my favorite for this time of year awesome okay and he says um not only have i used it for gaming but it also works great for driving a tractor trailer hey keeps my hands dry when i deliver to ball metal in saratoga springs new york up in your neck of the woods says anyways thanks so much i'll be putting these in the kids stockings also because all my minions are gamers happy holidays and keep up the great work I hope you didn't get stuck in that uh winter weather that we just had oh god earlier this week up here Whoa, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Keep going. <laughs> Talk amongst yourself. Yeah, we, uh, I think we got almost 20 inches of snow. So I know truck drivers go all over the place, so I don't know how often you're up here, but hopefully you didn't get stuck in that stuff. So That's good, though, man. I never even thought about that. Like, Definitely driving, truck drivers. Yeah. Truck drivers, yeah. I mean, you, you definitely don't want your hands coming off the wheel for that. No. Sorry, I'm, uh, my, my pop screen fell off my mic. So I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm struggling over here, man. Dude, come on. Hey, <laughs> you, you, little behind the, the curtain here. I, know this, I don't want the excuse. The excuse is I've worked nine of the last 10 days. I've nearly worked 100 hours <laughs> in the last 10 days, people. Like I'm, And on top of that, I was texting Chris today. To, to, I'm off now for the next four days. My boss texted me today while I'm here, yeah. day nine, wrapping up literally 100 hours of working to say, hey, man, can you work tomorrow? No, can't work tomorrow. No. If you hear snoring halfway through this episode, it's Mark just nodding out, heads hitting the microphone. Selling a lot of drugs to old people. It was crazy over the last (laughs) few weeks. Um, uh, Real quick, too, before we get rolling, I want to give a big shout out to all our patrons over on our Patreon. Thank you guys for helping to support the show. And if you want to help to support the show, $5 a month helps uh, helps us out and also gets you access to our exclusive, exclusive Discord chat, which we've been having a blast over there. There's good Actually, conversations on there. Who's it? Uh, Phantom Flyer this past week was talking about a lightsaber color quiz. Yeah, yeah. And everybody in there took that. Well, I was green, Chris. What were you? What I didn't you even about? do it. You didn't even do it? Oh, well, geez. I don't know why I didn't do it. Uh, well, I you did it at, at Galaxy's Edge. So there you yeah. go. But yeah, uh, yeah we, great conversation over there. I'll do it right now. It doesn't take that long. Okay. Uh, but $5 a month gets you access to that chat, and we've been having a lot of fun. And you have about one more week because we're doing our first exclusive uh, Patreon-only podcast uh, next week. So if you're in the chat, we're, we've already been trying to figure out a date. Uh, Chris and I are going to talk here when we get off the show, and we'll figure that out for you guys who are patrons of the show. 
And uh, you can have a shot to be on the show with us, to come on and not only just give us a topic to talk about, but talk about it with us. And uh, also that podcast will be completely fueled by everybody else in the uh, Discord chat as well with all the topics you guys want us to talk about. And it's exclusive for our Patreon supporters. So big thanks to you guys who are supporting the show. And big thanks to everybody, of course, as always, for just listening to the show. If you want to be a supporter, you can find it down in the show notes. Find the link over there and uh, get chatting with us. So, Chris... On, Let's move on here. Well, we're okay. taking the quiz. Take the quiz yeah, yeah, while we're going. But we're moving on here. Right. I want to talk about Halo Reach. Yes, do that. And uh, Halo Reach, I think, Chris, when you think back to it, that was probably... I, I mean, I guess we were we were podcasting when Halo ODST came out. I think that was either my first or second E3 going to demo Halo ODST. And I was just amazed. I was like, man, this is amazing. But Halo Reach was... I remember going to E3. It was me and you, our buddy Bill, a couple other people from Evolt. And like, remember we took that picture in front of the statue. They had a Halo yes. Reach statue at yeah, E3. Dude. Yep. And this was kind of Bungie's swan song to the franchise. Um, when I mentioned to you Halo Reach, Chris, now that you've kind of moved on, you're not as big of a gamer anymore. What is it that you think of when I mention Halo Reach? Um, <clears throat> that was kind of like the the end of the era, I think. For, for what year did that come out? If you can, uh, 2010. Refresh. 2010. It's almost been 10 years. And and that was it for them, right? Didn't you say that? Like that, that was, was Bungie's last Halo. So it was. So not only just like for for Bungie, but I kind of feel like um, we played Halo Two and Halo Three to death uh, yep. multiplayer. And I don't feel like I kind of feel like this is kind of where it started like dropping off yep. for us playing like multiplayer and um, the 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 fun of what two and three offered. Now it was like. It was like work to play <laughs> hey, uh, Reach for like multiplayer. Hmm. You know what I mean? It was just like there were, I, I was never like, you know, the best at video games anyway. But like I didn't have fun with it. I remember not having fun with it because now there were too many people playing that were like so much better than me. Yeah. And that was the first game where I'm like, eh. And I, I remember playing the um, campaign, the campaign, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, I think it was kind of if I can kind of go back to when I think in my head, I mean, this is almost 10 years ago now where maybe it started tailing say it off. It wasn't your favorite me. halo. ODST was not my favorite. Halo. No, well, I'm saying halo like reach. That. You would say is not your favorite. Halo no, 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 no. Um, well, I can tell you, here's but I, prob- I enjoyed it. I liked it. it yeah. But like I said, it was just, I think that's when it kind of started the separation of all of us, that core that we had playing, of playing multiplayer like multiplayer kind of yeah. went down. Yeah. I would say this about Halo Reach for me personally. Like it's it's not my favorite Halo. When but mm-hmm. when you look at the package that Halo Reach has in it, I think Bungie basically just <laughs> I mean they knew it was their last Halo. Uh, they were obviously moving on to Destiny after that. They just threw pretty much everything they could possibly throw in there to have that game like the Forge was probably the best forge in any of the games ever. So you know, they had that massive uh, what they call it, like Forge World, I think was that what was in, in Reach. So like they remember. just had so many locations where yeah. then you could build a nice self-contained map. So it's like you could just have a ridiculous amount of maps. But there were two big things. And I bet you this is why, because I even remember for me, this is kind of why I fell off. And I can almost guarantee you it was you two. And you probably don't even remember it. Let me guess. We probably didn't play it much. Go ahead. I, was this the game with loadouts? Yes. Is that one of them? Yes. Okay. Now, that, not even necessarily just the loadouts. It was the armor abilities. So you had one mm. that could do a loadout where you can sprint. 
You could do one where you right. could do that armor lock. Do you remember that where you throw your fist down and like you oh, lock yeah. it, you just kind of sit right, there. Right. There were jetpacks. There was like a dodge. There was a, a mirage you can kind of shoot out. So it just kind of changed the game. Now I think in theory they wanted to make it where the skill gap. You know, you could have players that could get really good with those things, and so it. They just wanted to have like a high skill ceiling to it. And I I get that, and then coupled in with that was. Do you remember when you fired the guns? They got rid of the battle rifle. You had a gun right. called the DMR. Okay, and it had right. what's called bloom on it. So when you fired, like Refresh. if you just went boom, 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 and fired fast, the reticule kind of would go wide and then it zoomed back in. But if you shot yes. too quick, you didn't let it zoom in quick enough so then you wouldn't be as accurate. So they I not only put now. the skill with the armor and that, but then they, or the loadouts, but then they put the skill in actually shooting even more so than just aiming at the guy's head. And it just didn't ever really feel great to and me. And it was just for know? that one gun, right? No, it, it honestly that? was pretty they much did... on everything. However, really? now okay. that the PC is out, they eventually did, and I think it was like, everybody always calls it the title update, title update. It was like title update seven. So basically it was like an update to the game, the seventh update. They made okay. it where that balloon wasn't as bad, and especially on the DMR. But then other weapons, it was almost minimal, if not even there. Even though visually mm-hmm. you see it, it didn't really affect the aiming itself because people just didn't like it. Like it was something that really changed Halo. And and maybe some people are out there. I'm sure people listening to this love it. And you know, going back to it now because again, we're talking about this because it's on PC now. It's also actually in the Master Chief Collection. Going back to Reach, especially on PC. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. But playing the multiplayer, it took me a little bit to get back into that rhythm of the cadence of the guns. You know, you have to like in your head almost be like counting as you're shooting while you're trying to aim. And um, I don't know, it's just taking a little bit to get used to. But with all that said, the game is still just it's Halo, man. Like it's always like it was great yesterday seeing Halo, the number one viewed game on Twitch, like above Fortnite. Just to see that again, like Master Chief, the helmet, just the album art. Awesome to see that. Um, right. And then the campaign, especially now on PC, it's been, you know, up res, it's in 4K, I'm uncapped frame rate. I mean, it just looks awesome. Good, and right. I actually really enjoy the Halo Reach story because if you remember, you play that the group of six Spartans and you know how it ends before the game even begins that like everybody dies. And so playing through that story, there's no Master Chief to be seen. I mean, this has reached the planet where the Spartans are made. And it's just kind of what happened when the Covenant came in and just obliterated basically, not all the Spartans, but the majority of the Spartans. And, <laughs> right. you know, that's where Halo 1 kicks off is you as Master Chief after that. And um, so the story, it's I'm actually playing a little bit through the campaign. I played the first two missions and it's great. Love it. I mean, can you fault them for, for wanting to try those things, though? Because this was their fifth game then, right? Because they yeah. did Halo 1, 2, one, 3, two, three ODST, ODST. yeah. And then Reach. So, I mean, you got five games you know, you don't, it's like, you know, a band that is, you know, wants to try something, a different sound or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't keep doing the same thing just to please people who just want new maps in a game. Yep. Then you can just keep the game you got and keep coming out with downloadable maps. But you got to try some new things. And it wasn't, I, I feel like they were in a no-win situation because everybody loved Halo for what it was. And then when you change that, are people really going to stick around when it comes to a video right. game anyway? Mm-hmm. And the, and uh. you think about it, you got to think of the time. I mean, 2010, so the game was probably in development, 2008, 2009. This was kind of in response to 
Modern Warfare, you know, Call of Duty 4, Modern right. Warfare. This was that time when, you know, they, they totally revolutionized shooters as much as Halo did it itself, just bringing it onto a console. You know, Infinity Ward really developed a shooter with uh, persistence and all that. And they just, they had to respond to it somehow. And that's kind of what I think Halo Reach kind of was. But, but again, I think the package that Reach brought, Bungie just threw everything into it and said, take it and go with yeah. it. And because the Forge, like I said, was ridiculous. So you could go in there and make so many changes to almost make it feel like the old Halo. Um, but you know, Hey, I think if, if you've never played the game, definitely play the campaign also has firefight in it, which is awesome. And the best part, Chris, it's all on game pass. Mm. Absolutely free game pass. And even if you own the master chief collection, if you bought it five years ago or whenever it is that came out, you get the campaign and the multiplayer for free. They're charging people for firefight, which is like the horde mode. Um, which, you know, firefight's cool. There's, there's community people out there that play it. Not necessarily my type of thing, but Hey, you, yeah. you can play the game for pretty cheap. And like I said, it's awesome on PC. So if you've never played Halo and you've always been a PC player, not a better, you know, now's the best time uh, yeah. to jump in for sure. That's cool. Um, what What would you say is your all-time favorite map? Halo. Across all of them. Across every single map? Every single map. Actually, today, playing Reach, I had a, a remake or whatever they called it of Hang 'em High, which is the real old oh, yeah, yeah, original yeah. Halo, which was just it's... awesome. But, dude, I mean, how many amazing matches did we have on Zanzibar? That's what I was going to say. Back dude. in the day, dude. Like, that is the map. <laughs> Halo 2, Zanzibar, like yep. one bomb or capture the flag. <laughs> so much fun, man. Capture the flag on that just when you're just going down the beach and you got it and you got the flag and they're not chasing you yeah and it's just that home stretch beach slow motion yep. david hasselhoff on the <laughs> like that was just a great moment i i also love what was the pit in was that in uh that was halo 3 that was three i like yeah. the pit too yeah, pit yeah. Was good. Zan- zanzibar is classic zanzibar. and you know what even think about like back to halo 1 when we used to use game spy because you know for people out there that you know everybody like i love like seeing all the tweets like halo reach i used to come home from school and halo reach play halo reach all the time it's like do we go back to the original halo where we would do what we needed to do to play online because there was no Xbox Live. So you had to use GameSpy through your PC to basically trick your Xbox into thinking you were at a LAN party. You would was go into that? This... I wasn't, was it called Game? I thought it was like Game Link or something no, like that. No, it was GameSpy. Or... It was GameSpy? You okay. would go in to a chat room and basically find someone else willing to link their Xbox with you. And then I, I remember I would go in the other room and you guys would be out like in the, in the living <laughs> yeah, room and be dude. like, all right, we ready? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go! Hit the button, go run into the other room. And we would play like a two-hour match of like multi-capture the flag and blood gulch. Because it was like three on three in the biggest map in Halo. And it was just yeah. ridiculous. Oh my and, God. And, but it was great and it was glitchy as hell. But like it was so cool knowing <laughs> that you were playing with these other people somewhere in the world. And you couldn't yep. even talk other than running in the other room and like typing to each other and talking trash. Oh uh, it was great. Those were the days, man. Good old times. Yep. Halo. And Halo's great, man. Actually, I think I tweeted earlier today, like, there's, to me, the best competitive multiplayer experience for me is an 8v8, whether it's Team Slayer or mm. big, you know, big team battle, objective-based, whatever it is, just 8v8 Halo with the vehicles and the weapons. It's just... I don't know. There's something. That's why, like Destiny, the original Destiny, there was only a few maps that had vehicles on it, and everybody always thought it was crazy. They called it. um, I can't believe I can't think about what that mode was called, but like they just got rid of it because it was like nobody was playing or enjoyed that playlist, and they just kind of threw those maps out. And then like Halo Two, there's no multiplayer with vehicles, 
And it's mm. like, that's what Bungie like just nailed. And like every time I just, I will hope every time there's new destiny content coming out that like, give us a map with some vehicles and they just don't, they won't do it. I don't get it, man. And like today, Hey, I'm going to talk briefly. Let's talk a little bit about the new destiny uh, update. So okay. the new season's going to be hitting uh, next week. It's called the uh, season of Dawn. And uh, Chris, I know you know absolutely nothing about Destiny, especially uh, I think those in our uh, Discord chat could see that yeah. uh, as they're uh, <laughs> showing pictures of their <laughs> their guardians all badass. And Chris is like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but you know, hey, I, many of you out there know I'm not. I have been playing a lot of Destiny right now. Um, the one thing that has me going or wanting to jump in this season, at least for some of the story content, is Chris. You, I, I don't even know if you know this, but like Titans, man, like that's my class. Yeah just punching yeah, yeah. things in the face. Well, yeah. there's one exotic helmet that my Titan pretty much always wore all the time in Destiny 1. A little bit in Destiny 2, but it's just because of the, the nature of what the exotic did. I didn't wear it as much. His name's Saint-14. Never okay. seen this character. All we knew was you had the helm of Saint-14. We had his helmet was in the game. Saint-14, dude. This is Ooh. this is it. He's coming, man. And like, so this is his, like uh, his introduction is literally his fist punching something in the face, like coming through a portal. And I was like, sold right there. I'm like, that's the Titan. I knew he could be. Wow. So, same fourteen. So this is, coming, is like uh, what's his name uh, in Lord of the Rings coming back. Gandalf. No, no, no. The the <laughs> big villain. The big villain. Right. What's oh, his, Sauron. Sauron, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but Saint 14, man, he's good. He's like, a, oh, he's, he's good oh yeah, he's okay. an epic guardian, right, right. man. He died years ago. And it's like, you know, I've been wearing his helmet, like just praying homage to him. And he's, wow. he's coming. We're going to get to see because the whole story is they're going back in time a little bit because of extra trying to screw things up. And right. so we're going to be able to go back and meet this character and possibly pull him through. Um, I want to. Would it do anything to me to watch. The, video. the Bife three-hour plus you video. Get, you, you get a kick out of it, dude. Like, it's, it's a great story. But, yeah. But, like, but you know I what? follow it? Because that's the thing with, like, Halo. Like, we talk about the multiplayer stuff like that. The Halo story, I can't make heads or tails of it. It's yeah. fun just to play it. But, like, is, is this just so, like, am I going to be, after listening to him for just, like, 15 minutes, am I going to be completely lost as to, like, what the hell is actually going on? No, I think the way <laughs> Bife presents it, and is very good. He does it in, in really in chronological order and well enough where you'll get it. But right. even people, like if you just play the game, you, you're you not even going to know probably a quarter of the stuff that Bife's going to show you in the videos. Like that was one of the mistakes they made with the original Destiny. And, and some of it did carry over with Destiny 2 where they couldn't like, the, the story itself was so minimal. And then they made all those grimoire cards, which were like lore bits and and that's been kind of the cool thing. And that's what Bife and like a bunch of the lore people have been doing is they've been piecing all these pieces together and, and basically mm -hmm. getting the stories. And that's what Bife did. He kind of pieced it all into one giant video and he's made smaller videos uh, right. that are out there. And Saint 14, <laughs> like you can read on the helmet, the little description of it. And then in some of those cards, there'd be all these bits and pieces of Saint 14. So we kind of know his story, but we've never seen it in game. And now that's what actually today they did a live stream for this new season coming up. And that's one of the things they said was like before we would just put things in the lore. And if you didn't go out and read the lore, you'd have no idea where now that they're self publishing and they can kind of be more reactive. They okay. can do that now. So now we're going to see same 14. We're going to see all these things that have kind of been either, you know, just destiny legend or whatever. We're going to see them come to life, which is cool and exciting. But for you to go in and see it all, dude, it would be way too much. I would right. almost tell you, don't even do that. Just, 
go watch some Halo videos, man. Like if you're if you're confused <laughs> at the Halo lore, right. that's more straightforward than <laughs> Destiny is so all over the place. Like there's so many pieces to that. It, it would literally be like trying to tell us someone like all the lore of you know, uh, I'm trying to, th- I mean, I don't want to say World of Warcraft, but even Lord of the Rings, where it's like you have how many different races? There's the humans, there's the elves, there's the, you know, the hobbits, all these different races and mm-hmm. that have their own stories and trying to compact that all into one thing. You just can't really make sense of it. And that's kind of what Destiny is, where Halo is more like, you know, this is just straight military super soldier and honestly you know what that's one of the things in the beginning of of reach that i kind of as much as destiny holds that place in my heart like halo i think just is my favorite video game franchise man because it's it's like as as cool as destiny is with the space magic and all that stuff in there halo just takes all that strips that down and just makes it just straight badass military in space like super soldier and that to me is just great and it's more straightforward um so yeah. i don't know go out go watch some halo i think i think that'll that'll get you going okay um <laughs> but yeah destiny season of dawn i'm i'm, I'm i honestly and i'm gonna admit this here on the show i don't have the season pass to destiny man so as of right now i'm not gonna be getting all of this content they're they're introducing a new mode i'm not gonna have access to um but i'm sure once i see everybody playing it, i'm probably gonna you're gonna get jump, i'm gonna jump in but you know what the cool <laughs> thing with all, we just talked about all the sales i'm sure that season pass will go on sale Right. So I'll probably be able to, to dip into that a little bit. Right. Um, but uh, before we move on, Chris, because you have a video game I want to talk about here in a minute. Yes, I and, do. And you may need some gamer goo when you're doing that. I because might. let me tell you, man, that game I know is going to you know make you sweat. But uh, gamer goo, big thanks to them as always for continuing to support the show. This is an antiperspirant for your hands. Gives you up to four hours of coverage while you are sweating in those sweaty Halo Reach matches or whatever game it is that you're playing that has you just stressing out. Gamergoo has you covered. Uh, you can head over to Gamergoo.com. You can check out all the scents over there, including cinnamon, vanilla sugar, teakwood, cherry blossom, orange, and peppermint. And as mentioned earlier by Travis, our emailer earlier in the show, cinnamon, especially this time of year, is not only my favorite flavor. Well, I guess the teakwood is not my favorite flavor, but <laughs> this time of year, cinnamon is the way to go. And if you're interested, go to Gamergoo.com. You can... Check out a free trial over there, or you can use our promo code TEL. That's T-E-L as in The Enthusiast Life. You can find that in the show notes and save yourself 10% off your order. This time of year, it's a great gift for that gamer in your life. Nice, inexpensive gift if you just want to get them something neat to help them excel their gaming <coughs> and uh, not have those those sweaty, sweaty hands. Um, you know, like I said, Halo Reach, it's funny going back and just, you know, kind of having to relearn those controls and slow your, your gameplay down. I was stressing a little bit, man, playing it. Cause it's like, you know, you're <laughs> right. so used to playing like Call of Duty. It's so fast or, or Destiny or any of these first person shooters and slowing it down and just not feeling like you, you know, you have the the tight controls that you're really used to, um, you know, get, get slowing it down made you sweat. It did. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Or the, or the gallon of coffee that I probably drank probably while trying to play that. <laughs> that might have made me sweat too. Uh, but uh, check out GamerGoo, GamerGoo.com. Again, big thanks to them for continuing to support the show. Use our promo code TEL, T-E-L as in The Enthusiast Life, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Big thanks again to GamerGoo. Chris, what Yo. game did you play so, this So uh, Thanksgiving Day, I, w- I made stops at both grandparents' house and um, at my one grandmother's house my little cousin who is 12 or 13 
Um, like any 12 or 13 year old who has to go to grandma's house on Thanksgiving, brought his Xbox with him. Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, it was upstairs and we were just kind of talking. I don't even know how we got into the topic of it, but he's like, Oh, my Xbox is upstairs and I have a Vader VR game. I'm like, let's go. So we went upstairs and he set it all up for me. Uh, Vader immortal. It's called right Vader now. Here's the, right. here's a question. What did you plan on? Yeah. Cause that Xbox does not have VR. Not it's not Xbox. He had. Did he have like a PC I, or did he have it? Was it an you you played on an Oculus, right? I did. So and when I say Xbox, like he, I, I don't know what I was. I don't, that's a good question. I saw his Xbox. He brought his Xbox. Okay, so that's not, so maybe I was just assuming that I was playing it on an Xbox. The Oculus Quest. It's four hundred and five hundred dollars, depending on which one you want to get, and it um has no cords. So did you have any cords? Didn't have any cords, no. No, so you okay? You were playing on an <clears throat> Oculus Quest then. Okay, okay. Gotcha. so he he pro- then obviously he brought more than just his Xbox with him. Okay, is what is what he you're did. telling? He, he double dipped. Okay, yep. <laughs> all right. He covered all his bases. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, he fired it up for me, and then he did something after like like five minutes of me playing. He did something where he he loaded it up so he could see what I was seeing. Okay. But I don't know what he did that on. Was it like an iPad or something? Or probably. Or or I think phone? I think you can like like screen share that. Pretty much what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so the other thing was this your first experience with VR? Yeah. It was okay. Yes, it was. What do you think? And I I was I didn't want to play the game so much as I just wanted to like look around because <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was it's just incredible, looking, right, man? Dude, I looked down at my hands. I'm like, oh my god, like those are my hands, and <laughs> yeah. I'm moving them back and forth, and they're moving back oh, and I forth. I love that you had that, man. Awesome. Yeah, and like I looked like all the way down, and then you can see like where you your your uh, like lightsaber holders on one side, and nice. I don't know if something was up on the other side, <clears throat> and I would just play with that, and I got like good at that. I was like. <laughs> This was before I even got into like I did one mission. Um, I was just like acting like I was like quick drawing with my hand, but it was like a lightsaber. (laughs) So he's telling me like you can throw it. So I was like practicing like throwing it. Um, I did like the tutorial thing where they have like, you know, uh, stormtroopers come at you and you you block the and it was it made you do it. And then you do this thing where you use the force to put like these like blue things up into like this circular thing that it's it's like it's basically um you have have you played this or no i haven't no because it's only an oculus i don't have an oculus okay so there's this thing like and it's in the beginning where you're like you're you're getting used to the controls and everything and there's just this you're in this room and there's something up in the sky it's basically lost power so it needs like all these like power nodes and they're Mm -hmm. all over the place and you can just you just lift up your hand and you hit i think with the middle uh, finger, which the lay the button layout is great because you it's just right there. Yeah, you don't have to like really go stretching for any buttons or anything like that. So I think you lift up your hand and you hit um, like the middle the middle finger button, and that uses the force. And dude, I'm telling you, it just <laughs> seems like you you literally have the force. It's so con- comfortable on your hands. You feel like you're you're not really wearing much of anything. Mm-hmm. But I was purposely grabbing these power nodes from the other end of the room just because it was just because so you can do it. Yeah, cool to do it. And then you get used to you. Ha- then you have to like put it up in the air, and you have to get used to like using you. You just uh, ex- expand your fingers if you want it to go farther, or you. Mm-hmm. Bring your fingers in if you want it to come closer. It was mind blowing, man, mind yeah. blowing. And then I did the mission, and you're you're in like this big cave, and you're on this uh, 
just this thing that just keeps moving through the cave and nonstop, like uh, on each side of you are, are comes like, you know, stormtroopers and stuff like that. <clears throat> and they're shooting at you and you got to block the their shots to fire it back at them to kill them. Uh, and then you, you you get into this big room and there's all like these clones down there and they're like you have to do like these different um, maneuvers with your lightsaber and the different maneuvers that you do, like you make like, like a triangle and then that will do something. And then you control them all of their movements. There's like a couple hundred of them. So, and then all of a sudden, like now, now you're getting attacked and you're up on a pedestal and they're all down there. And they're, if, if there's a guy off to your right Uh shooting down at them, you use your lightsaber and you move it to the right. They all look to the right and start shooting. So they're just like at your whim, like what you're doing. <laughs> That's with your awesome. Dude, it, it was a really fun game. But I'll tell you this, like I did that mission and I played it for about a half hour and I had to stop. Were you dizzy? I couldn't. I could. I, was, I wouldn't say like dizzy. It was motion, just like, did you get motion sickness? No, I didn't. I didn't feel motions. And he told me, uh, his name's Joey. He, he, he's like, yeah, he goes, I have to see. He goes, I, I feel a little like queasy after I play for a little while. I didn't feel sad. It never crossed my mind that I didn't really feel that way. It was just like my eyes were like tired. Now you, like, you, did you have your glasses on or no? No. No. Okay. No, no, no. no. I had, I had my contacts in. Gotcha. But, uh, it, I, I want to play more of that, man. So that, are that you, was, two questions. Not, well, yeah. I guess not really two questions, but are you, do you think you're kind of – not that you're going to run out and buy VR, but are you kind of sold on – I mean, you only played that one experience. That's all like, I played, and and I, I was um I was like skeptical if this was, was anything that was really like sustainable in, in video games just because like I think I'm just like old school and I think video games is sitting on your couch with a controller yeah. watching um, – uh, yeah, man. Like, if if games are like this, that's pretty fun. I, I don't I don't think it will will overtake right. the classic yeah. style of video game, but it's a welcome it's addition. A, to right, the, I would say it's just a new addition. And and yeah, can, yeah. like I said, man, one of my favorite VR games we got a, I got it for Christmas last year was Tetris. It's like mm-hmm. you're sitting there just playing Tetris, yeah. and it's like this massive like Tetris board. And how you like looking around, dude? That's what it is. You're looking around as you're playing. Like, there's one where you're kind of underwater. And you have the headphones on, and you hear like whales behind you. You'll hear a whale, and then you look up, you see the shadow, and you look up, and it's like swimming over you while you're with your Tetris board, or it'll go through the Tetris board. It's just, it's just awesome. That's like wild. it's kind of just this weird like sensory overload while you're playing it. It's so it really cool. is, yeah. And I, I yeah. did actually use an Oculus at um, one of our local malls. Had this rock climbing. It was really a demo that they have, but it had a uh, rock climbing, and then there was some other thing where you almost felt like Batman. You were standing on the edge of a building. And like that was almost terrifying because it's yeah. like I'm scared of heights, yeah. so like just you feel like you're high. I mean, it just. Yeah, Do they have a like crazy. a Spider-Man game for this or anything uh, like that? There is one on PlayStation VR, but it's kind of minimal. Like it's not that it? to that extent. But yeah, okay. I mean, if they if they went all out, like if they have when Spider-Man Two comes out for the PS4, if they let um, Insomniac like build some sort of like add-on experience with PlayStation VR, man. Like, could you mm. imagine that? Just the speed nah, and height and all that of of Spider Man. That would be, be awesome. It'd yeah. be awesome. Now, see, the big thing that Oculus has is those hand controllers because it actually sees your hand like open and close. Yeah. Sony right now is limited to either you use the DualShock controller or they have the old Move controllers. I don't know if you remember those old like it was kind of like their version of like the Wiimote with the little. It had, looked on like the. the 
looks like the ice cream cone. Almost, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it's got the yeah. little balls on the on the end. You can use right. two of those, and that's how it mimics your hands. But it's not as accurate, obviously, as as Oculus. No, but man, it was seamless. PS Five coming next year, like it would not surprise me if they go. They do that. Come out with a new iteration of the controller and all that. Yeah, um, I did. I'm telling you, just to use. It, the the game itself was fun, but what I remember more than like the mission I did was just holding my hand out and turning on and off <laughs> my lightsaber because it was so fun. <laughs> you, you know what game, dude? You would love, and he can get it. You should you should ask him if he has it or if he can get it. Um, is Beat Saber? Because Cam, we have that on PlayStation. It's think Rock Band, but with you're holding two lightsabers, dude. And what it is is there's I've seen you'll see commercials because Facebook actually yeah. owns the, the developer now. But anytime you see the Oculus commercials on TV now, it's Beat Saber. You see, and it's a person standing there with literally two lightsabers, and there's like they're blocks, they're red and blue yes. coming at you, and it'll tell you there's arrows like swipe right, swipe left, swipe up, right. swipe down, and then sometimes you actually have to move like left to right and moving, but it's all set to music. Yeah, and they just put out now, like for the first time, there's licensed music. There's a couple Panic at the Disco songs and some Imagine mm-hmm. Dragon songs they put out there, and so okay. now they're kind of getting into that like rock band realm. Right. Where I bet you they're going to start putting out just licensed music, especially I've now seen, that Facebook owns them. I've seen people playing that, and like that's your game. Dude. Even even if you take away the music, it it looks like you're in a battle, and you're like. Mm-hmm doing this ballet and and like and you're you in sweat, dude like you want to talk about some gamer goo like you're sweating your ass off playing that man because it's a workout i'll see if he's got it yeah you should I'll ask see. and the How... cool thing about the quest too i don't know if you noticed is you could play that anywhere because there's no um uh chords and did mm-hmm. it have you draw the little thing on the on the ground like your your play area he might have already did it, but I think yeah, when you turn that on, like you can like say, I only have this space, and it has you kind of look down at the ground and say, this is my space. Yeah. And then it keeps you kind of within that area, Okay, which is cool. So it also no, kind of like, has like... Like the menu, when the menu came up, he was telling me, all right, well, if you want to... He was saying, you know, do you want to do this or do this? I'm like, it ah, doesn't matter. Just get me in the game and let me do a mission. Yeah. So he's like, all right. He goes, well, hit that thing. I'm like, how do I do that? And he goes, <laughs> press the button. And you literally <laughs> just use your finger. Yeah, put your hand in. Like, yeah that's awesome like this is a whole new world but wow. i am that old you were the, like, yeah he's old, like oh my god who doesn't know how to play this yeah thing, right? so, and who, he was your nephew he's he's my cousin he's like 12 years oh, old okay, your cousin so, okay yeah. yeah so cousin I, Chris I am is so guy. old i am the old cousin he doesn't know how to play video games <laughs> um all right uh let's see let's let's talk real quick here because we, we've got a couple of things here i do want to talk about before we wrap yeah. it up but um star wars dude there's a new this is kind of cool a star cool. wars game show coming to disney plus called star wars jedi temple challenge kind of reminds me of the old uh hidden temple yeah but it yeah. is a game show specifically for kids and the cool thing too is it's actually being hosted uh the host is awesome it's by ahmed best who is playing a Jedi Misa. Master who is known as Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yeah, Misa Ahmed Best. How great is that? <laughs> He's actually a Jedi Master he's going to be in this, which I think is kind of cool. This is um, cool. But uh, they say that it brings together the best of Star Wars, a competitive spirit, spirit, harrowing obstacles, and heroes triumph over challenges in a totally new format for the franchise. So it's a game show set in the Star Wars galaxy and that it's a perfect fit for Disney+. Plus. Um, I got to find out how kids can try out for this. Cause my daughter, when I told her about this, she's like, she wants to get on it. I need to be in this. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we always watch, you know, American Ninja warrior and all that. And I think this is like going to be kind of that, but of course with the star Wars twist for kids, um, well, how awesome. come there's never been a star Wars game show in the past? Like, I don't know. I, 
it it when when you sent me that and I read it, I'm like, this is genius. Yeah. I can't believe there's never been a Star Wars even. This is like yeah, geared towards kids, and it's gonna be like you know double dare style of like whatever. But even just a regular uh, adult game show, they should do like a trivia show, just like a trivia show. Yeah, see, like no, get, test your knowledge of Star Wars. Oof. Could be the next thing. Yeah, could be. Um, real quick, just who, while we're on the Star Wars, that yeah, I'm trying to think who would host that. I don't know. Um, Speaking of the Star Wars, or let's kind of keep on that tip. And we've been talking a lot in our uh, Discord chat about this. But uh, The Mandalorian, man, how you feeling now? We're four episodes in. I know you seem to be kind of a little bit, you were liking it. Are you I, warming yeah. up to it more now? Are you enjoying it more the week to week or what? Well, I'm enjoying it. I'm still like waiting for, I mean, I don't want to say waiting for something big because the baby Yoda, I guess, was big. Yeah. But now it's like... I. It's a it's an entertaining show. Like I I, I want to see this season through before I kind of look back and kind of give a grade to it. I guess if you want to say, mm. but um, and maybe I just maybe you have to see it through all of the seasons till the very end before you can even really make. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I hate saying that, but, but see, but I'm I'm just living I, in I the know. now with it, man. It's just fun like every friday yes. morning it's so great just getting up and like coming down like yes, what is yes. what adventure is baby yoda and you know the mandalorian gonna go on this week but like, he's I've not doing anything that. anymore baby yoda did one thing which was awesome as hell and now Dude, we're not gonna get anything he what this show <laughs> is i put it in our discord chat is the greatest yeah. meme factory of all time <laughs> this week's yeah. episode with him sipping the cup and then flipping those switches was that like was great. the greatest thing ever, dude. I've been I've been laughing all week with people sending nonstop memes of him flipping the switches okay. and just random music. It is the funniest awesome. thing. I, I could watch I will, it all day long. <laughs> I will grant long. you that. So <laughs> is is it because it's a meme factory? Does that mean the show itself is any good? Yes. Eh. It's great. <laughs> Keep it coming. I don't know, man. Like, I think this last episode uh, was great. I thought oh, that was a really dude, cool episode. And oh. is that maybe, maybe, maybe I just need to, maybe my expectations for it were a little bit different, but maybe I think they were. I think, they were. I think maybe, you were looking maybe, more for the, you know, we got to, what, what's this, how's this going to build on like the serious lore? You know, you know what I mean? Like, kind of how we go into the, the, the episodic movies where it's like, all right, this is serious. You know, we need, we need to take this. Like, that's why, like, Solo. I thought was great because it was just that fun adventure. And this has that same spirit for me where it's like, we're just on the week to week with the Mandalorian. Where is this going now? At the end, there probably will be the big overarching thing and kind of how it plays into it all. But for right now, every week, even though it's kind of that same story we're on with him or his journey, if you want to say, but every week it's something different. And spoiler alert here, if you haven't watched it, I, I know the majority of people listening to this probably have Disney Plus. So quick spoiler alert. They finally found a way to make an ATST like seem hmm. extremely threatening man like the the best part is those every time we've seen those and if you think that really one of the first times we saw them or the, that everybody remembers is like you know return of the jedi and the ewoks just slam one with two logs and it's done and it blows up yeah. and it's dead right. the best part was like when the mandalorian and i forget her name they go out to figure out what's going on and once they realize they don't even see the atsc once they realize what's there they just go back to the village and they're like, nope, got to move. We're out. We can't do it. <laughs> you, you people, you got to pick up and leave. And I just, yeah. I love that. And then when we got the scene where we see it and coming through those trees, man, and the, just the eyes turned red, that was just. It was cool. It was cool. I want a poster I, I, of that, of just like yeah. the, the night sky with the trees and just those red eyes looking through. It was great. I, 
I, I, I like I'm Love saying, it. like I overall I am enjoying it. Yes, I look forward to it every Friday. I want to see where it goes. Um, I think it's just not enough for me right now. I don't know. I think there's just not like they're they're they are banking hard and it's worked on yeah. Baby Yoda. If Baby Yoda wasn't there and it was just something else that we we can't relate to, um, would it have as much impact on people? Definitely not. And is that what this show is going to be? Is just going to be him going from planet to planet? I mean, that's with, Mandal- him, with him in tow. I mean, the Mandalorians out, are kind of like vagabonds, man. That's what they do. They're just bounty hunters. They're always all over the place. So, like, it's well, just and, that and even plays what, into it perfect. Where it's but like, but that's what I like about it is like, yeah, he he's going against what he his job is to do. Yeah, so he's going yeah. against yep. that. So that's cool. I like that. So I I, I don't know. I I, I kind of want to, like I said, see where this goes. Maybe I am trying to find too much. How it ties into? I think you are the the you know the main focus of Star mm-hmm. Wars and and the main storyline, and if it doesn't, that's fine. I think maybe that's just my own issue that I have to get over. But I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not enjoying it. It's not blowing me away. I'll say that. Okay. It's not like this is the greatest thing. But I've you ever know seen. what? Like I was thinking about it more. Like I bet you we're gonna get like we have this, and then we'll have what Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think is the first Marvel mm-hmm. show. I believe. Is and then, you know, maybe we'll get another Star Wars in there. But, like, is this going to be the thing where, like, are they always going to release on that Friday? On Fridays. And, Friday and so gonna it's be like the... every Friday. I told you, I feel like a kid on Christmas on Friday. I get up nice and early with my coffee and come in, just yep. sit down and I watch it. Like, is that going to be the new thing? And we're going to have just all these just amazing. I say, for me, they're amazing. Like, it's just and yeah. more just because it's fun and it's always new in these, in these universes that I love. And I've just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait for then the Marvel stuff to start hitting too. And just to be able to have that experience for those as well. Um, they, uh, I, my, my wife sent me a, uh, article that they are struggling to make, or they're not going to have enough of baby Yoda, something Disney, yeah. some, some figure like for Christmas time and people are getting pissed off. Well, because, you know what? Yeah. I was listening to you guys and I listened to that rebel force radio and listening to those guys. Cause they're doing breakdowns of every episode. Supposedly mm-hmm. they didn't, put anything really into production because they wanted to keep that such a close guarded oh, secret. Wow. So that's yeah. why they did. Cause you, I mean, you pretty much got to have that stuff on the production line, like a year in advance. Yeah. Didn't want that out there. And they mentioned, I, and I, I probably should have wrote it down cause there's probably people out there that want to do this. But if you need a baby Yoda for Christmas, there is a plush, like a specific plush that Disney makes. That is very, very, it's of course of just Yoda. It's mm-hmm. a lot like, the baby Yoda, and then you just buy some brown fabric and wrap them up. And there you go. <laughs> you got baby Yoda. Did you see the pop they did, though? I saw um, yeah. the uh, presale went up for the pop. Yep. So, That's going to be huge. So here we go. Let, let the right. uh, the baby Yoda, baby Yoda begin. Phenom baby Yoda begin. has taken over baby Groot. <laughs> oh, totally, man. He really has. Oh, he really oh, has. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Who would win in a fight? Well, baby I mean, Groot baby, baby Yoda has the force. So you can't, yeah. you can't beat that. But Groot can like thing. just uses like roots and like just entangle him and just capture him. And he would just force push that away. Yeah, out. Then he go to sleep, and then Groot would just do it again. Because <laughs> we've seen Baby Yoda, saying... he's the force, but he just falls asleep. He doesn't. He's like, he does. I'm out. That's true. That's true. Can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Go email us theenthuslife at gmail.com. Who would win in a fight? That's baby gotta be in a Yoda video game. Or baby group. Someone, someone make that video game. Like, 
uh, was it Tekken or uh, yeah, one of those. One of those. What games? other babies? What other babies could be in there? Like, is there like baby Mario? There's ba- there is a baby Mario, so you can put baby him in there. You Muppet put- babies. Muppet. <laughs> the Muppet babies. Have <laughs> Fozzie throwing tomatoes. Miss Piggy, she'd be just a beast, just punching everybody. Gonzo just coming out of a cannon, throwing chickens at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so email us. Who's gonna win in your in your baby fight? Um, all right, Chris. What about the? You know what? I didn't get a chance this week to watch The Irishman. This is, of course, the big Martin Scorsese movie out on Netflix, over three and a half hours long. Which, you know, first glance, when you think of that, like, oh my god, a movie's three and a half hours. Think of how many series people watch on Netflix. Did you watch Daredevil? <laughs> it was over three and a half hours if you watched the season true. of Daredevil. So don't even start comparing lengths of seasons. But what do you think, man? I mean, you, you, all the text you've been sending, you seem to be completely blown away. I absolutely movie, love it. Man. Absolutely love it. I'm really? a, a Martin Scorsese fan. We talked about him on the show. Uh, it, it's in that, like, if you're a fan of his and you've watched Casino and Goodfellas in particular, it's that same style of show of uh, movie. Um, you know, like, like I was saying, like Breaking Bad has that, just that way that it's filmed. Yeah, is just different. Mm. This, like, the way he has filmed this, is just like a Casino or uh, a Goodfellas. Um, there's, you know, he's, he's narrating what's going on throughout his life. Um, Robert De Niro's character that is, and just the music is just that Italian mobster music that plays through the entire movie. There's, there's these, um, they're almost like side quests in a video game. And they're just like (laughs) these little scenes that, you know, are going to be so awesome that you just talk about all the time that are in these mob movies. Like he comes home once and his daughter is young and he comes in the house and he sees his daughter and he knows just by the look on her face that she's in a bad mood. Something happened. So he asks his wife, he's like, what's the matter with her? And his wife starts saying, Oh, he was, she was down at Johnny's corner store or whatever it was. And, uh, the owner got mad at her and pushed her, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" He pushed her, and then you know it's like that dude's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes over to the daughter, and he's like, "He pushed you," and she was like, "You know, she's quiet." Who, when the daughter gets older, is played by Anna Paquin, who amazingly has like three lines in the whole saw, movie. I saw. I saw. She's silent that, the entire yeah. movie. She just, and that's that's good acting. Like you can see through her face that she knows what's really going on in her dad's life. Mm. But that is whatever. Um. Yeah, he drags her down to that corner store and that dude gets thrown through the window. And the way that it's filmed, like it doesn't go into the store with you. The the camera like stays out on the side of the road and you see him go in and you see him start yelling. And then the next thing you see is that guy going through the window like towards the camera. It's just the way he films is just unmatched. Um, The the yeah, like you said, the, the length of it is insignificant to me break it up if you have to if you can't sit all you know for three and a half hours yeah make them act like they're hour-long episodes of something and break it up if you have to but i i i he he takes some like liberties with and he did this through even in goodfellas and um casino you have to like kind of like bend the truth a little bit but from From what he went off of, which was um, De Niro's character's like book, that's what he went on. So it's really what – if this guy's telling the truth or not because – I don't know if you want me to go into a spoiler. Don't spoil alert it. No, 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 no. Okay. Don't spoil it. Because like there's a big uh, – the, the big thing that it leads up to at the 
towards the end. There's still about a half hour, 40 minutes of the movie after the big thing happens um, is what was in this guy's book. And there's so many different accounts of how this event actually took place. Where's Hoffa, basically? Is that what you're saying? How he died. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, where is he? They still don't know where he is, right? No, they don't know where no. he is. No. But this movie tells you what happened to him through this guy's through that guy's this yeah, guy's account of it. Okay. Um, and just the the yeah, it's it's a dialogue heavy film. So if you don't like those movies, you're really not going to like. Yeah, there's action in it. There's there's a lot of hits. There's a lot of people yeah. dying. How many f bombs um, does Joe Pesci throw out there? Not as much as Casino. Casino holds the record of f bombs. Wow. There, there. Yeah, you can go look that up. Um, there's not, there's not a ton. There's, yeah, I mean, language all over the place, but not as much as Casino. But the, this is just such good acting because, like I said, it's, there's a lot of dialogue in it. And the actors, and they're, you know, you got Pacino, Pesci, who hasn't acted in a long time, and yeah. he came out of retirement to do this, but he still got it. Like, he hasn't lost it at all. And, uh, like, Pesci, De Niro, and, and those three guys, acting comes through just in, like, their facial expressions, man. Like, wow. Pesci playing Hoffa, you you don't mess with that guy. You just look at his facial expressions when he's <laughs> – not even when – he doesn't even have to be talking to somebody. He can just be witnessing two other people talking, knowing they're talking about him and knowing those guys are going to be in for it or he's going to be. In for it. It's just this back and forth between oh, nice. everybody at play, of everybody trying to one up everybody. And Hoffa has this this little, they call him little, little, I think they call him the little guy who's like wanting Hoffa's like position. And there's a scene where they're both in jail together and Hoffa's mm-hmm. just, this guy wants jimmy hoffa to do something for him and pesci's just like i I can't do that i'm not i can't do that but for me to like just tell you that that's what it is doesn't do the scene justice at all you have to watch it and really know like you just don't mess with this guy (laughs) i can't how 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 is the like de-aging tech is it as good as like some marvel stuff good okay that's what i was hoping yeah yeah, it's not. It doesn't look cheesy at all. Good. It looks excellent. Because yeah, because that could have could have kind of like broke that movie. I think as serious oh, as it was good. going for in that, and then just hearing they were gonna do that, it was like oh. And from what I read, that was almost the breaking point for Pesci when um, Scorsese was pitching him the movie. Mm-hmm. I think they talked about that, and and they were like, well, I guess Pesci said, how are you gonna do this? And he was like, well, we have this technology, we can make you guys look younger, and you know, Joe Pesci's probably pushing 80 um yeah he didn't he didn't think it could work and he thought it would look terrible so huh. he sold it on him somehow i don't know if he showed him like how it would work or whatever but um that was almost a breaking point where pesci walked because he didn't want him to make it look like wow. inauthentic. but it looks really really good, hmm. good. all right Absolutely. it's one of those movies like it. even though it's three and a half hours long I've watched goodfellas i can't tell you how many times i watched casino how many times i know i will watch this movie multiple times it's good that's good to know man it's that it's awesome awesome well speaking of joe pesci Mm. uh there's another show on netflix that came out and that's the movies that made us which is if you've watched the toys that made us this is by the same people which by the way these guys can make documentaries on anything from now on because it's just i love watching these my wife my wife doesn't watch the toy ones 
but okay. we watched the Home Alone movies and then like immediately watched the Dirty Dancing. Part of that could have been she loves both those movies, but mm-hmm. she was like, this show was cool. Like she actually was enjoying kind of getting them behind the scenes. Um, but it's funny you mentioned the F bombs and the Home Alone one. They talk about that, how like Joe Pesci, like they had to do multiple takes sometimes or you know, because he was just throwing <laughs> the F bomb in there because <laughs> it's Joe Pesci, right? Right. Um, but th- I definitely recommend people watch it. Chris, you watched the Ghostbusters one, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. Yep. How was that one? Was really it good? good. It was excellent. And yeah. what I, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. So I knew a lot um, of what went on mm-hmm. um, during the filming of that. But there's some things in there. There's a lot of things in there that I didn't know, especially about like. Um, give me one. Dan Ad- I'm going to give you some on Home Alone. Give me some okay, so, Ghostbusters. Give me a good one. Um, I'll give you two. Dan Aykroyd's um, family has a history of like occult and um really? seances his his great grandfather had uh a house i don't know like where it was in the middle of nowhere but like travelers would come through and they would do like seances with these people wow like he has a history and him and his grandfather wrote a book about hmm. like the otherworldly stuff so he's yeah. always been into this stuff um and then the second thing is like i I don't, I don't ever remember. I knew John Belushi was supposed to be in this movie and then he died. He overdosed and died and that became Bill Murray. So Bill Murray wouldn't have been in the movie. If wow. John it's going to be Belushi. How different that so would have been. Belushi's, the homage to Belushi is Slimer. Really? They, they, That's awesome. They wanted, they wanted to make Slimer look like John Belushi. So he's in the movie somehow. And the guy, the, the people who did the effects for it, mm-hmm. Um, did the they did effects for Star Wars and stuff like that, but they were so booked up, um, and it was right around the time where some like a couple of people in that company were getting pissed off, so they started their own company, and Ghostbusters was just like, "You started your own company, you're hired. Start working today." And they <laughs> he, they, they they give wow. you like really fine little details in the movie that where they messed up. And they were like, the shots are so quick. And they did that intentionally so people couldn't focus in on anything and see the mistakes that they made. Wow. So the guy that made Slimer said, um, you know, they came to me and said, we want you to make this kind of look like John Belushi. He goes, I just made it. He goes, I tried to make it look like John Belushi. And I told him, here it is. looks just like him. And they're like, oh, yeah, it looks exactly like him. Good job. And he's like, <laughs> I did a terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. It's really uh, good. All right. Well, here, and I will say really quick at the end. Yeah. The the best part in that one is right at the end. Um, Ivan Reitman, who directed it, and Dan Aykroyd go back to New York City and go to some of the parts where they filmed it, and it gets really emotional because they start talking about really uh, Egon. Who, what's his name? Who uh, played Ramis, Egon? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Wow. You start like. Did you know what? It's funny you say that because even like Home Alone at the end, like they. If, what's cool? Even Dirty Dancing's the same way too. Like at the end, they show like where all the people went because i don't even know like ghostbusters it's just kind of what you're saying it almost sounds like it's a similar story like both home alone and dirty dancing were like movies that really shouldn't have even been what they were made by just right. kind of like a ragtag group of people and it just exploded into you know obviously cinema history right. um but like you know at the end they go through and show all the people and the people are all getting emotional like about where their career ended up going and then it shows you all the just other awesome oh. movies they did after that be, be just yeah. because of that specific movie alone which is crazy yeah um but here's two quick bits on on home alone okay number one you don't remember you know how john candy's in the movie yes john candy in home alone did that as a favor uh i believe it was to john hughes because hughes actually wrote the script 
and he did it and he just did it on one day and the kid that delivers the pizza in the movies actually uh-huh. you know the kid he like delivers the pizza and like that's when yeah, yeah. actually made more money than john candy really that kid made 500 dollars. john candy made 450 oh my god isn't that crazy so like <laughs> that's he, insane he just did it just because he's friends wow. like oh, yeah, i'll do your movie and he just wow. did it and, and the whole thing i guess john hughes is real scripted to or he wants people to stay to his script john candy was the only one that they just let ad lib that's it. So really? just take it. So when he's doing like the polka polka, like all that, that's totally outlet, totally John Candy. Oh, but man. dude, the bigger thing that will blow my wife was like dumbfounded by this and it almost like shot down her whole life. Her her dream house is the house in Home mm-hmm. Alone. Like I think and okay. a lot of people think of that. When you think Christmas, like that is the house that you just think of, right? Right. It's a real house. It oh, exists. Yeah. It's in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. The interior of that house is not even in the movie once. It's all exterior. The whole house was built at an abandoned high school in a gym. Every internal scene in that movie was a set inside a high school gymnasium that they built. I I heard that. That blew my mind, man. Crazy. I thought just the last. It's so funny because I heard that. And I thought the last scene where he's going through his neighbors and it's all like in the water. Yeah. I heard that that was like film. They built it around like a pool or something like that. At the school. Everything's at the school, dude. Everything was at the school. They built they they didn't even have like their a studio and they did everything in Chicago, but they Mm -hmm. they just took this school over. All the production crew, all their offices were there and they were like, Man, you know, we we need to make sure that we can make everything perfect. And I don't know if we're gonna have enough time and money to get out to Chicago. And then they realized the house was just too tight and they couldn't get the film crew in there. And then they were like, wait a minute. We have this gym here. Why don't we just build sets in the wow. gym for each of the rooms? And that's what they did. And do they show you like what they it looks like? They show you. Yeah, you see it. It's crazy, wow. man. It's, see, it's, I didn't watch So it. like when you watch, watch the outside, when you see the outside, it's like just, you know, plywood with like, you know, a couple boards holding up the walls and that. And then through the window, you see it's the gorgeous decorated living room or it's the stairs because even if it was multi-layer. Like when they fall down the stairs, that's all yeah. fake set in a gymnasium. Does it take away from the experience now? Like when you well, go that's what I said. Home. My wife was like, that was her dream home. And she's like, that house doesn't even <laughs> exist. When you think about it, it's not real. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Now, there's one. And do they say this in uh, in that episode? I know the one scene where he's walking and the van comes like right up to him. And he's like, ah. Yeah. And the van is like. They filmed that in reverse because they didn't want to run over. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think they, they said that. that. No, they didn't show right, that yeah. one. But they do, you know, and, they do pay homage to the stunt guys because, like, I guess a lot of people now after that movie, because those guys took all those hits, and yeah. whenever somebody falls like way up in the air, now they just call it the Home Alone. So, like, oh, if you really? see a show or anything where somebody does a big fall like that, the stunt guys are like, oh yeah, it's the Home Alone. Like that that movie like did a lot for stunt work that like you know things hadn't done before because they said Not they didn't sure. have like CG. So when you see the paint cans come at the guys, they were like getting hit in the face <laughs> or the iron they get in the face because there was no CG. So they had oh to do God. practical effects for everything. Wow. It's crazy. Now, side note on John Candy. Yep. He was supposed to be, he was originally cast as um, Rick Moranis's role in Ghostbusters. Really? Yep. Wow. That was for him. And uh, they didn't like Rick Moranis played like the geeky guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Candy had a different yeah, mentality he, of how he wanted that character to be. And <laughs> yeah, they were like, no, nah, do we don't like that. You're not doing it. Right. Yep. Yep. So. Wow. So the only one we have not watched between the two of us? 
What is it? Oh, what was it? It was I don't know what is it. I can't think of it. I'm 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 blanking. Die hard. Die, die hard. <laughs> die. <laughs> You can see how much we love Die Hard by not watching that. <laughs> Dirty Dancing is pretty crazy too, man. The the lake where they're you remember like they're in the lake. Yep, doesn't yep. even exist anymore. Lake's gone, totally no dried up, gone. Wow. See, I have not watched um, the Home Alone one because I have to watch that with my wife. She absolutely yeah, loves that yep. movie, and I wouldn't watch the Dirty Dancing one unless my wife is with me. Anyway, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> watch it though, man. It's interesting too. Like, oh, I bet a, it is. That's a great story is. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to hear. Uh, I wish I, they did more than just four movies, though, because like I, I like the way that well, this, will, this series is edited. Oh, they will. <laughs> but the way that it's edited, it's just like fun. Like, you know, it's not doesn't take itself seriously. They right. just give you the information on the movie and it's, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, yep. All right. Before we wrap it up here, Chris, we got to talk a little bit about the Black Widow trailer. This is our first <laughs> glimpse at the first what movie in phase four for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I, man, watching this trailer, I was getting a lot of like Winter Soldier vibes. Just you know that badass, just almost like espionage type movie, kind of how Winter Soldier brought that forth. They're really just the the Captain America movies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks great. Like I think it does. It I, awesome. and, and I I just watched it the one time. Uh, I actually watched not, it a second time today, but I yeah, didn't, that, that's about not it. to say that I didn't like it. I I liked it more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And I think a smart thing that they're doing is they're not making it um, all about her. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's new characters that they're bringing in. It's almost like her family type yep. of uh, movie. Um, the dude from Stranger Things, I yep. didn't know it was David Harbour playing this. the Red Guardian. Harvey, yep. So that you know, <clears> that's awesome. kind of cool. And it, you know, it it has that those Marvel tinges to it, where there's going to be comedy. Uh, there's going to be action. There's going to be awesome fight scenes, mm. and it seems like it's going to be a good story. So, yep. um, I like to too. It. The Thunderbolt Ross was in it. The uh, you know, it's kind of cool to see him kind of make an appearance. Which he looks a little de-aged too. Which this is supposed to take part, I think, after or take place after the events of Winter Soldier. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. that's what people are kind of thinking it's going to be. So it's going to be kind of weird on how they do that and why he is de-aged. I have no idea. So we're probably going to get some glimpses mm. into her past. But um, I think definitely one of the things I like. What? One of the things I liked the most was the the music. Oh my god, man. <laughs> it was so. It was good. awesome. Yeah, I gotta look to see Definitely. if that sounds. Just kept Spotify. doing like that weird, <laughs> this weird sound. It was so cool. You know, one gripe I will say, I don't like the Taskmaster, man. Like the way he looks, and maybe it's because I'm so used to how he looks in the comics, and maybe if they brought that to life on the big screen, it as he's portrayed in the comics, it wouldn't look as good. But I just, uh, what everybody is thinking is the Taskmaster is just didn't, I don't know. He's kind of got a little bit of a skull on the face, but I don't know. We'll see how that character plays out, I think, in the movie. But um, I don't know. So far, my my first impression of him is I'm not not digging it. But mm. other than that, movie looks like it's going to be um, kick-ass for sure. Yeah, it does. Like so. you said, I think it's going to be, I think that's a good comparison, like Winter Soldier. Yep. It just has it that. That's which, which, of course, like, you know, let's face it, Natalie doesn't have superpowers right right so she is more that just you know literally punching you in the face and kicking you in the crotch like that's what this movie is going to do i think when you go see it it will punch you in the face and kick you in the crotch right oh god um (laughs) speaking of punching and kicking in the face chris (laughs) guess where i'm going friday buddy going to see some wrestling wrestling. that's right (laughs) we talked last week how we just got back into wrestling my son and i when we were watching smackdown last friday on the bottom of the screen it said where they were going yeah, 
Fayetteville, North Carolina, across the path. My son just looked at me. He's like, Dad, can we go? And I was like, I don't know, man. So I kind of looked it up. It's, it's like two hours, a little under two hours for us to get there. Okay. I'm all, I happen to be off Friday now, thank God, because I've worked a bazillion hours here. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know what? I said, let me look up. I looked up the tickets. Yeah. They were 28 bucks a piece. Okay. So it's like That's 60 bucks. I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to pick them up at school and we're just going <laughs> to yeah. drive over there have some dinner and then go see freaking SmackDown on Friday, dude. So if you guys are watching SmackDown live on Fox, it's on eight to 10 Friday night. Okay. I'm going to be there. We're going to be at SmackDown. Oh we're God. not directly camera. Like we are on the camera side. Like you'll be able to see us, but we're kind of up, not on the upper deck, but lower level, but kind of off to the right. So okay. I don't really plan on having a sign or anything like that, but I was going to um, ask you that. Like, is, is that still a major thing at not as, WWE? The signs, events? not as much, but there's yeah. still like goofy things people have in the crowd. Like I've seen, right, right. Uh, since we've been watching like the big heads, you see that there's some random yeah, big head of just, somebody right. putting stuff up or whatever. But um, yeah, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it, man. That's going <laughs> to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I haven't been to a live wrestling, like big WWE show in years. I mean, we oh used to God. go years ago uh, with my buddy Bill and, and even my wife would go back when Rock and Stone Cold were going. Um, so... I don't know. Were you it's at a lot of fun? Were you at the I think it was Monday Night Raw with the with the beer truck? Beer truck? No, I was not yeah. at that one. That was in Albany. That, though. that was that was in Albany, New York. You see that all the time when yep. you see uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin like like uh, clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's always got the that was Albany, New York. Yep. That was... I was in in I was at uh, Royal Rumble 1992. I happened to watch that this past uh, <laughs> WWE. Ric Flair won it. It was terrible because I, I cried. Because Ric Flair won it. Really? Yeah, it came down to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and The Undertaker, and Ric Flair won I went to something at in Glens Falls. I went to something that, I mean, this was... Was it not? Because they they do a lot of, they call them house shows, where it's, like, not on TV. Right, because, like, I remember seeing, uh, the big thing was, I think it was, like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan (laughs) against, like, Andre the Giant or something like that. But I remember it was, like, the very, uh, was it Powers... Legion of Doom. Or Legion Power? of Doom. Legion of Doom. Who? Yep. No. Who were the guys with the spike? That's Legion of Doom. They, they were yep. used to be the Road Warriors. Then when they went to WWF, right. they were Legion of Doom. Yeah. So they they were kind of like first coming out. Oh, so. what a rush! <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Hawking animal, dude. But they were, and then uh, I think they. I don't know if it was around the same time, but I know I saw the Bushwhackers. Nice. I loved those. Remember guys. when we, we went to vacation in Wildwood and we saw the Bushwhackers? Oh, we saw there, that right? thing. Was it? Was it the there? The bushwhackers were there. They were licking some guy's like head in the front row and all that. <laughs> I loved those now, guys. I would also. I don't know if I hadn't, didn't say this on the air. I think last week, but my wife's cousin wrestles. Like he's been doing it for years. Yeah. I, I might have said maybe when we lived in Albany, we would go watch him and they would put on a monthly show. Well, we got the WWE Network. I think I had said that last week too. Um, and that's one of the things we've been watching. I've been loving these documentaries. Well, there's one on a guy who he was roommates with and he still wrestles in wwe his name is luke harper is what he wrestles under but eric was his roommate i mean his cousin eric was his roommate up in uh, rochester new york and eric is in this they have a short little like 15 16 minute documentary about luke talking about how he started in rochester and blah 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 her cousin is in the documentary not talking but you see him in the ring like holding up luke's hand and i'm like oh my god there's eric that's awesome but yeah, I've been, I told you last week, man, I'm, I've been all about like these behind the scenes of wrestling. And I, I we yeah. were talking before we started going, I watched one on Lawler and hearing him just talk for like 20 minutes about him and Andy Kaufman and just that whole, the behind the scenes of how they set all that up. That's amazing. Um, it's awesome, man. Like, I Makes just, you appreciate it, really. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. 
and you and you have a podcast. I do have podcasts. And normally it's me giving the podcast. A wrestling podcast, Chris. Because well, not only it. are we watching wrestling, I'm listening to some podcasts, <laughs> wrestling. And uh, I've been listening to the, it's a guy by the name of Wade Keller. He has a website. It's called pwtorch.com. And I'm more fast, pretty fascinated by just this podcast network that he's built. He has all these podcasts on there. He's got you know a VIP like patron program where people can you know give money, get access to all these shows that he has. But he does post basically post show podcasts. And I I've been like enjoying listening to we watched like Raw this past Monday. And then he'll have like an hour and a half, two hour show where he goes live right after it, has people calling in, giving their feedback on it. Then he had somebody that he had already had set up there at the show to give feedback, like on the spot. Just how was it in the arena? How did the crowd react? And then he's got emails. He wraps the show up at the end. And I've just enjoyed like watching the show and then hearing the post show. But then, you know, this guy's been doing, I guess, talking about wrestling. I mean, you can tell he's a radio host too. Um, for like 20 years, he says. So I think he used to do mm-hmm. probably a local radio show somewhere about wrestling and getting the, like the behind the scenes take on the show. I'm I'm just I don't know. I've just suddenly just this past few weeks become fascinated by it, man. Like it's it's that form of entertainment that's just everybody knows it's scripted. Like the everybody who watches wrestling now, it seems like everybody knows. You know, we we're all in on the joke oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that's what's kind of cool about watching it. Like what what how are they going to handle it? Like this week, actually, as we're recording this now, the AEW the the new one that's going against uh, WWE with Chris Jericho and all that, they had their show tonight. And it was interesting because last week was the second week in a row that they did not beat the WWE show. And honestly, the show kind of sucked. Like we watched really? it, like the matches were terrible. It was just kind of like this. So it was interesting tonight. The very first match was just this super hype. They had like a three on three, everybody high flying, doing all their finishing moves, all this stuff. And you could tell that that was their reaction to last week's like basically boring show that they had right, so it's, right. it's kind of neat so to see that how you know because you think about it like we're watching the mandalorian it doesn't matter whether someone likes an episode of the mandalorian or not the next show is going to be what it's going to be because they filmed right. it however long ago where wrestling yeah, yeah. they can adapt you know to things like that yeah, yeah. i don't know right i just kind of no, so they're going through their growing it. pains and they're they're yep. learning as they go so yep right. so some wrestling awesome. guys if you if you're into wrestling smackdown this friday be on the lookout. I might jump in the ring and take out Roman Reigns. My son take him down. <laughs> I'll be that guy that gets arrested and gets kicked out. My yeah, son, exactly. my son is abandoned in Fayetteville. If anybody uh, is there, and if anybody's going to be there, let me know. I don't know if anybody listening to this lives in Fayetteville or near there. Uh, let me know. That'd be interesting, man, to meet up. Uh, all right, well, Chris, let's wrap this one up. Chris, give a plug for the Locked On Avalanche Show, man. You're doing this every day, and I love every yeah. day. I go into my podcast feed, and there it is, and I just give it the play. All right. Yeah. Locked on Avalanche. Yeah. Daily uh, podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Everybody has been anointed Colorado Avalanche fans. If you're a fan of whatever sport team, there's probably a locked on uh, podcast for it, including uh, college football. They've ventured into the college football. They've also not to get into, you know, too much detail, secured some serious funding. Nice from some venture capitalists over the past couple of weeks. So Very we cool. just had, uh, yesterday we had a big conference call like with every host, uh, wow. and just to, to kind of, to kind of, uh, update everybody on what that means going forward mm. and some big stuff coming. I asked the question, like there's like 200 people like in this conference call <laughs> and I asked the question, like, what does that any, mean? Is there an app coming out? And they were like, 
yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now, which <laughs> made me think that there might be a specific Locked Sweet. On Podcast Network app coming out somewhere in the distant future. So, mm. yeah, it's fun to do. I'm having a blast doing it, man. Very, very cool. It's awesome. awesome. And, uh, you know, guys, don't forget you can email us at gmail.com. And if you want to help support the show, you can help become a patron here of the show through our Patreon uh, you can find that link down in the show notes and head on over there. And big thanks, obviously, to you guys for continuing to support the show, however you are, whether it's just playing the show or listening to it. Thank you guys so much. And if you do want to get in on that special episode for our Patreons only, you got about a week because next week we will be recording that episode and trying to get that in and getting some of those guys here on the podcast with us as well. Uh, so you can find that down in the show notes. So with that, everyone, thank you here for tuning in, however you're tuning in, whether it's through Podbean, through iTunes, or your podcast service of choice. Thank you so much. And with that, I'll catch you next week. Yippee-ki-yay, mother. What? That's a good joke.